Stand by, all patriots, to exercise our God-given rights. To stand up and fight for freedom, justice, and America. With your co-host, the Alpha Sierra 288. And co-host, Bravo Golf 592. It's time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we discuss hard truth. Welcome, everybody, to the Signal 50 Podcast, and we're here with our new intro. What do you guys think of that one? Good, good, <laughs> good job there, Bravo. I like that. It's really Thank nice. You. I'm totally blown away. I feel like going out and fighting the Civil War all over again. You might just get your chance. <laughs> yeah, welcome to a welcome to a, a, a moist, cold Sunday night uh, on the east coast of the United States. Uh, everybody got a good dose of snow uh, from the Virginias all the way into uh, into that uh, commie land in Vermont, and Maine, or whatever. So you know, welcome, welcome to the Signal Fifty podcast, uh, Alpha. That's me. Delta and Bravo are here, uh, your hosts for this evening. We've got a lot to talk about. It's been kind of a kind of an odd week. Uh, the week before Christmas, everybody just kind of settles down. I think everything's in a holding pattern. So I'm just going to leave it to you guys to go ahead. What do we? What? Where do we want to head tonight, guys? Well, I understand. And hello, everyone. Welcome. We're in this a uh, uh, couple days here before the before Christmas, and uh, it seems like we're in this kind of uh, funk uh, where we're just kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop and what's going to happen with what's going on. Um, and I, I, I was hearing a little bit of uh, it. It seems to be grinding on everyone, and that's I understand that, and it it can get you down. And this holiday season, it's it. Also, can be extremely anticlimactic for the fact that we're all nothing. You know, nothing's going as planned, and you have you have government officials saying, "Don't celebrate, don't see your family, social distance, blah blah blah." I mean, everything else. Um, and I keep saying, "Hey, there's a vaccine out. It came out already." I remember last week I was saying it was coming out next week. And uh, I understand that Delta, you you've received the the first dose of this of uh, the vaccine. Why don't you share your your story with it and uh, tell us if your arm fell off? Because remember, <laughs> we can't we can't show our faces, God forbid, or tell us who you really are because we get canceled, and everything else would go bye bye, and we lose our jobs. So uh, here at the Signal Fifty Podcast, we talk about the hard truth, but we really can't talk about what we do personally because we'd get canceled. So Delta, tell us about your example of getting the, uh, pand- uh, the, um, the injection there. <laughs> about getting the pandemic. We've, I think we've all <laughs> had a the- taste of the pandemic. So, <laughs> so interestingly enough, um, yeah, I was uh, selected. Um, I volunteered and then I wound up on a list and I was selected just to give everybody the background on how I got it. Um, I went in a little nervous, not going to lie. I was wondering, I did some research the night before. I was like, well, am I getting the live virus or is it not the live virus? It turns out it's not. It's an MNRA technology. um, And what is that just so people understand? Because that could be a big mouthful. Yeah. So that, well, you might have to help me out because you're more of an expert, but I'll I'll give you my take (laughs) on it. When they did the DNA project and they learned about all the little DNA and how, you know, 23andMe and all that stuff, they also did the RNA, 
which is another piece of that, which is what basically programs your cells. Correct. So they can they can program your cells to do things and not do things. Mm-hmm. And I'll go off on a small tangent here, and then I'll come back to the vaccine. The neat thing about this is that if, if this works the way that they think it is, and so far it has, then you're talking about new therapies for cancer and liver disease and all the other problems that we have been unable to solve to this point. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but it really does unlock the door to mm-hmm. new and more exciting medical therapies out there. So You're on the right track. You, you actually explained it very well, just so everyone understands and, and not to go through a huge genetics lesson, which can bore everyone to tears. Uh, every cell has um, uh, our, a DNA. That's your blueprint for your, you, who you are and what your, what your cells are producing. And in order for a cell to uh, send messages or to replicate or to divide itself, it'll make a copy, a one-sided copy called RNA, which kind of takes that, that whatever protein they need and they um, it sends it out and does its thing and has another cell and it grows. And, but, but viruses are little RNA uh, spies or, or they're actually hostile invaders that take over those cells and get the cells to produce more virus. So this, this COVID uh, virus or the Wuhan virus uh, or the common cold or the flu, these little invaders get into your cell, take over the mechanisms of producing more cells, and next thing you know, You've, you're, you have cells spewing out uh, other viruses, and that just spreads. Now, if you ever watched the movie Contagion or if you ever watched the uh, outbreak back when I was younger uh, with Dustin Hoffman, you can see how there was a new aerosolized, almost uh, uh, different version of a, uh, of a virus that caused you're basically your your organs to liquefy and everything else. But basically what would happen is it was usually direct contact. You can spread viruses uh, blood to blood or, you know, uh, saliva, or it can be aerosolized. And that's the problem with COVID is that it's aerosolized. It's very easy to catch. Long story short, what you got Delta as a shot was um, little programming abilities for these cells to... Um, learn what COVID is and produce antibodies, which is what protect us. They're specific towards the COVID virus. And while I poof, you don't get as, as sick. I have heard that some people have gotten sick on the second day. Um, we'll have to see. But you're feeling good there, Delta? You haven't had any uh, vomiting or retching or fevers or <laughs> yeah, so- losing an arm or... Yeah, face so, falling off, or <laughs> so. Th- thanks for uh, no. All my arms are still there, and it didn't mm-hmm. turn green. And I don't have like a lizard hand or anything like that. So, um, but I I was a little bit nervous because it's mm-hmm. new, right? And then you, you can you can read some crackpot news and you can watch some crackpot TV, and they'll all tell you, well, it went too fast, and they cut all the corners, and da 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 da. None of that's true. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe it's true. Um, both Pfizer and Moderna. Um, did 40,000 people in double-blind studies, so to mm-hmm. about 20,000 or so in each study, which mm-hmm. is much more 
um, exposure than you than than you would get in a normal study. It's usually three to five thousand people mm. in in a phase three study that then gets extrapolated. Mm-hmm. So there's been forty thousand people throughout the whole study process that have already been vaccinated. Uh, not to mention, I got it after they started popping the adult living facilities down in Florida. So they didn't kill any old people down there either. There were a couple of allergic reactions, but they're tied to lipids. And and if you're allergic to that sort of stuff, then you might have a reaction and that's normal. I think one or two out of the, how many hundreds of thousands of shots that went out last week, that's normal to have that sort of reaction. And wouldn't you you know it, that the press ran with this and tried to bring the whole thing down saying it was Trump's fault and God forbid, blah, blah. No, uh -uh, sorry. It's just... This is what happens. And just so you know, those people were getting, uh, they had lipid injections, you know, as a as part of a procedure to help them, um, you know, make make their wrinkles go away and things like that. And that's what reacted to the to the uh, to the vaccine. One other report, which is which wasn't true, uh, a nurse received the, the shot, passed out, you know, and uh, was was watched overnight. One report said that she was dead. I was like, no, that no. People pass out. They do it all the time. They do it all the time from shots. Yeah, you know, I can so, tell you from my experience. I just have people sit down and I do whatever procedure I need to do for patients, and I just <laughs> so no one so, stands up. So I will tell you, I, I yeah. did some research about what it was, and yeah, they mm-hmm. do say they in in air quotes do say that uh, maybe the second shot is a little you you have a, you feel a little bit more junky the next day. Mm-hmm. Some tend to think it's because that you know your antibodies are really ramping up or whatever. Um, so we'll see what happens on the second shot that I should get around January 9th or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I did some research and you know I wanted to make sure you know it was safe and everything and standing in line, I get my shot and then they do the 15 minute waiting period to make sure that uh, that you know I don't have a reaction to it. And they give you all of the side effects and they throw all the side. And this just what I'm about to illustrate to you folks at home and anybody listening is the power of the conversation and the way that it's laid out. Mm-hmm. I sat there and I read through every single one of the the side effects that were listed, known side effects. And I'm not a hypochondriac by nature. But I looked at all those side effects and I'm like, oh, now my head hurts. Oh, I feel tired. Oh, my arm hurts. I there's numbness tingling in my finger. All you know what that's called? Stuff. You know what that's called? That's called medical student-itis, just so you know. Uh, when you're going through medical training and you start learning about a certain condition, you'll sit there and you'll say, huh, I must have that. Oh, I got can- I have cancer now. So whatever topic you went through, that that's normal. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's okay. And then we, just- also, we also call that consulting with Dr. Google. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, the, doctor, they actually handed me a page. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing. People believe more information is better. I think you should request information. Don't give me all the crap that I don't want to read, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Some people think that, you know, they're covering their butt when they, they hand you all of this stuff. Anyway, uh, bottom line, uh, got the shot. I felt fine. Uh I came home that night. I did take an aspirin before I went to bed just as a mm-hmm. precautionary thing in case I was going to spike a fever, and I'll do the same thing on the next shot. And I woke up the next day, and my arm was a little bit more sore than normal, mm-hmm. like like a normal flu shot, but that was it. And that lasted about 12 hours, and then I haven't had any symptoms since. 
the so the, the 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 report is the second shot people tend to start developing those fevers chills that kind of i don't know it's it's i think everyone's individual and in how they react uh and sure, they also I think if you pre-medicate you're, you're probably yeah. going to be fine right you can get ahead right. of this stuff we're not right. this isn't new science if you right. know your body gonna is still going to make the antibodies <laughs> your, your yeah. body will still make those antibodies people say don't take an ibuprofen like, no 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 go ahead it's not you don't need the overreaction but what was i'm sorry what was that no that's okay it, it's that's that's pretty that's basically it it's I, I I I think those people that have a problem with shot probably have a problem with everyone with all of the vaccinations. And there's a significant mm-hmm. population out there uh, that won't get vaccinated uh, to this or anything else. And that's on you. Mm-hmm. I think it's a terrible idea. I think uh, medical science has proven to be on our side most of the time. Um, but uh, hey, that's your choice. This is America. This is why we do this thing. This is why people fight for this country. You don't want to have a vaccine. That's on you, pal. Good luck. Yep. So that uh, there you have it. And, you know, just as a side note, you know how they get all those different side effects and, and give you that list. At, at, while they're doing these uh, double-blind studies, some people in that group would be not knowing they got the vaccine or some that were getting the actual immunization, you know, uh, didn't know what group they were in. That's to help make sure there's no bias. But what happens is during the course of the study, they'll ask each of the subjects of the study after they got the shot, what symptoms are you having? And people with a placebo say, I'm having headaches, I'm having chills, I'm having fevers. Did you take your temperature? You know, they ask all these questions. They don't get into, well, are you sure? Is that case? They just write it down. And then that's how all the side effects from whatever you're taking is recorded and, and, dis- and given to you in a paper form. Uh, and everyone has, quote, the right to know. And th- that has to do with bioethics, of course, where everyone uh, has a right to self-determination and determine whether or not you want to have a certain procedure done. Uh, and I've talked about this uh, in my experience as being a medical provider. If a patient turns to me and says, you know what, I'm, ha- and I'm, I'm walking out of here. And I say, well, it's really not a good idea. You're having a heart attack. You really should stop and think about this. Ah, screw you. I'm leaving. And they walk out. So I don't have the right to stop them. As much as I may feel they should or they must, I can't because people have the ability to, de- to determine whether or not they want to have a certain procedure or whatever they want to do with their health. Well, so, well, don't tell that to the politicians. I mean, they oh, yeah. think that, that everything is mandatory and what I say goes. Right. And, and I think uh, – Delta, you know, it goes to what you were saying. You know, this is America. You can do whatever you want. You know, you can get an injection. You can you can get the immunization or you don't. You know, you do you. And that's fine. And that's what America is all about. But where, where we're going to see problems is when they start trying to make things mandatory, right? It's it's just going to – it's not going to work out well. Well, it worked well with the masks, right? I mean, the masks are – I mean – got to wear a mask to come in the store. Well, who says? Well, I said so. And, you know, Governor so-and-so thinks – Mass work, and you have people saying it doesn't work. They do work. We all know it doesn't. No, it doesn't but work. It doesn't do it doesn't anything work. for you. Anyway, well, so good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad your arm didn't fall off. And you know, that's that's uh, it's good to see the, you know, the system seems to be working. The distribution seems to be pretty flawless. That they don't seem to be having any issues with that. Uh, they're going around in my area too. So, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, see what happens. It, it seems to be working out well, and. Um, 
I think we I think everybody should get it. Um and I think uh let's see, Moderna just got approved. They're they're shipped out on today. So you'll have another vaccine out there and I think there's two or three more that are gonna get approved next week. And um hey, get out there and get it. It's going to be available. I think they're going to come to a place sometime in the middle of January where there'll be too much vaccine. There won't be enough people that are willing to take it, and they'll have enough Mm -hmm. left over. Well, then I think we can stop the fear pimping uh, because, number one, we have treatments, and number two, we have uh, two vaccines now. So uh, let's see how long it takes everybody to put the brakes on the tyranny. No, that's not going to happen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they they started this stuff. They're trying to, you know, I think it goes along into our next topic. I think we should talk about is the Great Reset. Uh, the whole idea that the central banks and the the idea that um, the elitists and the, the ones that want to be in control are still trying to hold on to that control. And they were trying to crash the market using the Wuhan virus here as a cudgel to do that, to bring apart bring about uh, this. And I think uh, uh, Alf and I talked about this in an earlier show where we were talking about the COVID virus when it first came out and how we felt that China was getting their rear ends kicked, uh, economically speaking, and uh, they had to find out some way to get us to, to divert and to, to go off the rails. Um, our economy was pretty strong, and that's why we're coming back with it. And then relating it back to central banks and the way the swamp wants to uh, hold on to everyone's uh, the, the power and everything else that goes with it, I think that's where uh, President Trump has definitely shown leadership and the ability to make sure we stay on the, on, on the right path. And that's why they're trying to bring him down. I don't know. What do you think, Alpha? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think you're absolutely right, Bravo. And, and I think what it is, is it's exactly what it was. It's a, it's a bunch of different things, okay? The virus's timing, uh, the way it was deployed, the way the news media talked everything up and, and was complicit in the entire thing. Uh, the simple, just the hammering that this president took for something that wasn't his fault. He tried to do everything he could. I mean, this was a very well orchestrated and concerted effort to to destroy a presidency and to insert their chosen uh, ideology in the next go around. Um, they use it as an excuse to get people to stay home, people to use mail in voting. It opened the door for fraud and it scared the hell out of people. And people are now dependent on the government to give them guidance. And the government has, uh, I would say, pretty total control over the populace at this point in most places. And it, it's really scary stuff. Really scary. Mm-hmm. I think this, this uh, political cartoon here says it all. <laughs> the sheep are watching and you have your choice between the lion and the wolf. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Hey, we got some chats coming on here. Let's see. All right. Oh, they popped away. Anyway, so uh, when when we look at the idea of control and wanting to keep the thing, and I think there's also something else to go with. This is status quo, right? Right off in Delta, we have the status quo where a lot of people are making a lot of money or small group groups are making a lot of money off of uh, a few. Uh, out of the many, excuse me. So the few are benefiting and the many are 
working and not seeing much return. And that's where the elitism comes into play. Well, well, make no mistake. This was all about money and power. Okay. Mm -hmm. The, the two, the two oldest tricks in the book are money and power. Uh, so make no mistake. That's what this was. You've got something with a 0.005% death rate across the board or something just stupid like that. And you have managed to destroy the economy and scare the hell out of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scared people enough that I know people that haven't left their houses since March. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it and continues to be about power regardless and control. of control and, and control. You're absolutely right. And control regardless of, of what anybody says, this thing, I mean, even Nancy Pelosi, that moron, said it out loud at a press conference. We got a new president, so now we can deal and now we can talk. So the COVID relief bill, you know, that some people, not everybody's as fortunate as us to be can, still working, and they need that help. The restaurant industry has been completely decimated, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, so anyway... Just throw it out there. This, it didn't have to be this way. No, and and it didn't have to go on this way. And I'm still racking my brain as to figure out, you know, why uh, we have all these lockdowns and all this other stuff. And now, when you see the central bank and you see the power and control and the idea to get, you know, they have to crash the economy. This was said way before the you know election quote election season really turned into high gear. But in order to get President Trump out, they'd have to kill the economy. So the Wuhan virus was definitely a, a game to try and bring down the president because of throwing a virus in their face. So I think, uh, you know, there's still a long, you know, there's still a lot of uh, uh, the the press wants you to think that that this is over and move on, and all the people that are in control who are going to benefit from this who have their positions, who got reelected on the coattails of President Trump, want to move on, um, you know, that including uh, many senators who have become a huge disappointment. But there are, there are many that are still fighting for the president, and I think we're going to see um, things haven't – it's not over yet, <laughs> as they would say. Um, anyway, so that's uh, – now they're coming up with this, this relief bill all of a sudden. Um, now, I have a question, if anyone knows the answer to this. Was Pelosi elected again as the Speaker of the House, or is that vote scheduled to happen in January? So she can't be uh, reelected as Speaker until after the new Congress takes mm -hmm. place. But there were enough people uh, currently to put her name forward, and she's going unopposed. So by de facto... If she stays unopposed, uh, but she also has to get 218 votes. Don't mm -hmm. forget about that to be speaker. So, I don't that, think she'll get it. That's a dilemma. Yeah. Do you think she'll get it? Well, I don't know. She's a hmm. uh, actually. Um, I used to think that she was a, a masterful tactician, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm not even thinking that anymore i think she's i think she's just a bumbling she's a bumbling fool yeah i agree with it. i think she's just i mean well i think at one point she might have been really smart but um i think she's you know the, again the power gone to her head 
you know, and, and she's just like, well, I can do whatever I want. So I don't think she's really thinking straight. And again, she's 80 years old and I'm not saying that she's senile and people that are 80 years old can't think straight, but let's face it. You, you do, there is cognitive decline. It happens. Mm-hmm. You can't, mm-hmm. there's not enough collagen you can squirt into your face to keep your brain working right. <laughs> so, oh, but she's trying. She's trying. I mean, <laughs> she looks she's got like the 55 gallon drum in her bathroom in her, in her, in her office, and she just goes, <laughs> pumps herself up before she gets out there. Of course. Or, or she's just hammered all the time. If I were her, I'd be hammered. I, if I had to too. put up with like AOC and those idiots. <laughs> So I think, well, I, I let me put this out there as a what if, because, you know, right now we're in this kind of like in the, I call it the, um, the limbo, the, the winter limbo right now, because we're, we're, we're waiting to see what, what the next shoe to drop is. What have, as, as you said, uh, Delta, they need to, uh, the speaker needs 218 votes because it's very close. There's a very close margin. What would happen if Tulsi Gabbard, or someone else. I mean, could a Republican be elected speaker? That's the question. Um, is that possible? Um, if they turn a couple of Democrats away, you know, Tulsi Gabbard's no big fan of hers, and she's no, outspoken. No, but you need you need two hundred eighteen. So even yeah. if and I haven't seen. Um, it's not going to be Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's not really. I mean, she's a Democrat, but she's very. I know somebody from Hawaii who's in the political scene out there, and they're like. She's a very conservative Democrat, but a Democrat nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what you would have to do to get a Republican again, whoever's going to be chosen speaker has to get two hundred eighteen votes. So that's mm-hmm. either every single one of the Democrats less what four I think we're at right now. What is it two twenty two to yeah to uh, what two oh two twelve or two eleven two eleven. Yep. So you would need seven Democrats to vote for Kevin McCarthy. That's how that would work, because it's not going to be anybody else. So let's let's take a quick look at this. So yes, you're right. so here's 218 for the majority, right? The Democrats lost nine seats, and they all blame you know who, Speaker of the House there, stiff face, Granny. So there's 222 Democrats, 211 Republicans. Oh, this is, this is, I don't think she's getting back in the speaker house. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to go out there on a limb. She destroyed, she pushes the, the impeachment. She pissed off everyone. Uh, she let her, let the cards out that she uh, uh, was holding off on a stimulus package. Uh, there's a lot of pissed off people at her. I don't think she gets it. So the, then the question is who gets it? But she's currently yeah. unopposed, so she has yeah. to lose before they put somebody else up. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that she's not going to get the 218 when it comes to the vote. Um, it's going to fall short. You're going to have, uh, let's see here, uh, 14, there's, there's 14 difference. In, you know, all you need to do is peel off uh, 15 Democrats. And voila! And and does the speaker have the power to assign committees? I think that's she the assigns case, people it? to committees. The speaker does, correct? Or is it the yeah. is it the majority? The speaker. The speaker does. 
but still the majority owns the committee. So, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So each, each side will select their people for committees. Mm-hmm. She just happens to be a Democrat and the speaker. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. And then of course you have, uh, on the other side of the, on the upper part of the house there and, or, you know, they're part of, uh, the legislature, you know, there's the house is considered the lower part of the, of the Congress. And then the upper part is the Senate. And, uh, it seems that Georgia, uh, is, uh, pissing off everyone cause they're trying to go, uh, Melba toast, uh, Carl Rove, uh, approach to politics. And it seems that Carl Rove, uh, is giving them bad advice because they're not really coming out for the president and the people of Georgia are noticing this and they're really going, um, crazy. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, what's going to happen with that, ra- those races down in Georgia? Well, I got to tell you something, guys. I, I, I strongly believe that the populace, I mean, I can tell you one thing. I, I myself am very sour on the Republican Party right now mm-hmm. and their lack of standing behind a president who has, number one, stuck to the Constitution, really proven that he is a true conservative. Yeah, Trump, when he walked down the escalator, everyone thought he was a joke. But you know what? I got to tell you something. History is going to look back at him as one of the most conservative, constitutionally based presidents that we've ever had. Yes, he says a lot of things and he tweets mean things. Okay. The fact that people that purport to stand behind the same things that Donald Trump has gotten up there, actions speak louder than words. And these Republicans are so-called Republicans or conservatives. They mittens. all walk mittens. Oh, screw that guy. They just, <laughs> they've turned their back on a guy who, yeah, Trump is this, that, and the other thing, but I've got news for you. Trump is a good dude, and he's mm-hmm. done everything he said he would do. He's done it. Yep. Or tried really, really hard and died on the hill trying, okay? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to turn the power back from the government to the people. And I don't think the government likes that very much. Even the Republicrats that are, uh, that are that are surrounding him. It's it's just so pervasive. They just don't want to let go of their power. And Trump standing in their way. You know, you know, keep voting for Trump. You know, Trump gets in again. I lose more power, or I stick stick the guy in the back, and you know, things are status quo. I'm not terribly pleased with the Republican Party right now. Mm-hmm. So, so I think uh, he. So the president has used the tagline and he wants to give the power back to the people. Um, I, I believe that. I, I just don't think it's possible. Okay. Um, it sounds nice. And smaller government does give more power back to people. But I think what he did more than anything else, he may have said that on the campaign trail, what he had done was really gotten government out of people's way. And that's more powerful than anything else. Mm-hmm. If you just let capitalism work and you just let the human spirit solve a problem, then uh, you'll be amazed at, at what they come up with. One of my favorite quotes is from General Patton. Uh, tell, tell your people what you want and you'll be surprised at the ingenuity they come up with to solve the problem. And, and that's really the example that he set during his tenure as president and that will carry on in his legacy. And I agree with you, Alpha. He will go down in history 
not only as a conservative president, but a compassionate one, and one that really just did work. It wasn't okay to say, uh, no, we can't. There was never a place where he, you know, getting, you know, getting to know was a possibility. And that's not something that government enjoys because gridlock means nothing gets done and the people in power just stay in power. You can continue to go have your fancy dinners and your fragua and all that other stuff while everybody else sits on their hands and waits for you to give handouts and breadcrumbs. Mm. So where does that where does that bring us in terms of uh with with all with with this dichotomy of the society, I mean, we can all you know. I I, I want to look at this from a realistic point of view, you know, from our our average American patriot point of view. Where do we go from here? I mean, if if Biden does get in, I, I'm I'm it's going to be uh, it's going to be shameful, and he's uh, not going to be my president because he he didn't earn it he didn't win it he didn't do it fairly see i uh, you can't say that you can't say that because that makes you just as much of a hypocrite as everybody else in 2016 including madonna and rosie o'donnell and everybody that said that trump wasn't their president the bottom line is that the electoral college voted and we'll see what happens he still has till january 5th or so or something like that well I, you know i'm staying on the course here i don't want you to think mm-hmm. that i've given up but, but if it comes down to it, and if Biden is inaugurated on the 20th, to sit there and say he's not my president is un-American. Okay, you may not like him, you may not like his politics, and he will most likely do a shitty job. But, but he is nonetheless the person that was chosen, whether legally or illegally. That's, that's, those are things that are out of our vector. Hmm. Well, I see what you're saying. And I, I can understand it, but it makes it blinks my blood boil just to just to know that a lying, deceitful loser is the president of the United States because of other people that got in the way of of well, of, of a free and fair election. Well, well, you really want to bake your bagels a little harder, Bravo? Sure, why not? Because we're in the middle you, of the winter doldrums. Yeah, did, did we haven't even hit the winter doldrums yet? So don't, I know. <laughs> don't just, you know, take a deep breath here. Here's, here's the, here's the thing. It wasn't one guy that did this. Mm. This is a cabal mm-hmm. involving the government, involving private actors, involving foreign governments and foreign actors and involving the destruction a free and fair election. Mm-hmm. It's not one guy. It's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden probably had little to do with it, if anything. They probably just told him, hey, Joe, you know, go eat your uh, cream of wheat over here. Go lay in your basement and eat your cream of wheat and drink your insure shake, you know, to keep in good shape. Uh, we're going to, we got this. You don't have to do anything. Mm. Okay. So that should really bake your bagels. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting against a system mm-hmm. of globalists that, really want to take us down a bunch of pegs and mm. it, and they they've done it and they were successful they've eliminated one of the tenets of our free republic mm-hmm. free and fair elections so 
everybody should be really pissed off. And as far as Joe Biden being my president, yeah, if the guy's sitting in the White House, he's the president of the United States, whether I like it or not. Mm. I said and that this sucks. Last, I said this for the last four years to everybody that naysayed President Trump, and I'll say it for the next four years, even if I have to say it in the mirror to myself. You respect the office of the presidency, not the man sitting in the room. I That's did right. That long diatribe a little while ago. I, I'm, you know, it, it's uh, it, it is the office of the presidency. People will do crappy jobs. Obama did eight years of a crappy job, mm. and the only thing that Biden's going to succeed in doing is making every single person that voted for him wonder why they voted for him. Mm. That's all that's going to happen in the next four years, and it may be Donald Trump four years from now. It may be somebody else, but if it's not a Trumpian type person, they don't get elected either. So if the Republicans think they're going to bring back the same old tired old dogs, they'll lose again. Mm -hmm. Well, again, well, then what is what is done about the cheating issue here? Because I can't, I I can't look my kids in the eye and say, you know, this was done right, or this was, you know, there was cheating. There was, and and I guess Alpha, you're right. There was P, there was private actors involved. There was uh, the media was involved. Social social medias were involved, and the whole world's against us because they we're at the top. I guess we're the top quote top dog, and we're we were we were doing well. And instead of trying to work together and figure out a way so that everyone could do well, because that's what the United States always does, is work together with other countries and try to, we'll, we'll help you, we'll give you the shirt off our backs. Instead, well, we want to take over. Or you got China pushing their influence all over the place, wanting to take over the world and make everyone communist. And they're doing it. And that, to me, doesn't sit well. And I understand the presidency and I understand all that stuff, but it still doesn't sit well. And there's a lot of people that it doesn't sit well with that it was taken from them, and and I'm pissed about it, and I don't like it. I don't like him, and I don't. I won't like. I won't listen to what he has to say. I won't pay attention. But well, I get. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, and and I agree to an extent. the The problem that I'm having is, if anybody thinks that Joe Biden is going to be at the helm of this ship, you're you're mm -hmm. sadly mistaken. You're going to have four more years of Barack Obama. Look at who Joe Biden is surrounding himself with or who he's being who who's being placed around him. Mm -hmm. Susan Rice and all of these people that pulled Benghazi and all of this other unspeakable crap for eight years spying on a presidency. Spying on people. They did stuff that made Watergate look like child's play. Hmm. And it's all probably, well, it's not going to go away. You got to have, I, I still have faith that Durham is going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And they can't get rid of him. Right. Well, they can. And, it just won't look real good. Well, yeah. I mean, well, well, the problem is they're emboldened. They'll be able to get away with it and they'll, no one will stand up to them. But you're right. I mean, if it goes down that road, uh, well, the other question is what about this 2018 Insurrection Act question? You know, where, that the executive it, order the executive order i mean this this is the this is the i think this is the nuclear option i, I believe he well, doesn't so want to do this right they they um they're still 
waiting on the DNI's uh, mm-hmm. report, right? So you heard that that got delayed. Oh, of course so, it did. So until the DNI report comes out, well, you know, Johnny Radcliffe's supposed to be a friend. So let's see, let's see why. I think there's some discrepancy probably in the amount of influence China had on the election, and that's why he held up the report. I, I, and what I've read, again, I don't have any any top secret clearance or anything like that. From this is what I'm reading in the press and our sources, the Epic you Times. You couldn't say it on this channel, even if you did have a top secret clearance. That's true. So that's why I can tell you I don't have one. So anyway, um, I but can in terms- neither confirm or deny the presence of nuclear weapons on this submarine. <laughs> but in terms of uh, the, there is a lot of deep state actors that are in the intelligence agencies, and this was the explanation that I'm just passing along, do it with, with it with what you want. Um, that China, uh, there is there's people in those agencies trying to protect China and say, oh, no, no, China doesn't have, it's all Russia, Russia, Russia. So that's the that's the fight Heat Ratcliffe's dealing with on his end, um, and that's what was reported. Again, I have no idea. I'm just passing along what I read. That's all. But the nuclear option is still there for President Trump, I guess. But I don't know what that nuclear option means. Okay, I I, yeah. I don't know. You know, like we said in the last episode, you know that the the 2018 executive order on foreign interference in elections. Okay, what does it mean? What what can be what can be done? What is the scope of the ability of the president of the United States to to stave off his being asked to leave on January 20th? So what? What I've again, this is um, uh, Michael Flynn has given interviews now, and that he's been pardoned, thank goodness, and he's he's got he's got a lot of information out there. But basically, you have uh, the Insurrection Act, where they can have the military uh, seize, or, and again, you don't want to see the military in the streets. And we've talked about this. Delta, especially, has said this. Um, but you can have military. Um, uh, and still, with the Constitution as the guide, as the as the letter of the law, and follow the law, but uh, they can seize machines, do the investigation, you know, do uh, have a military level investigation of these machines to see what happened with the with the vote, and because of that, you know, that power being able to uh, that kind of walks over the states and say, all right, you've had your chance, get out of the way, and then uh, run the election again. Um, and still have the Constitution in place. You're not you know, that that only the certain parts get suspended. You know they suspend the Constitution where the military is getting involved as a law enforcement agency. But again, that's what I heard. Don't know if it, you know. We're gonna have to see on that one. I just don't mm-hmm. see it happening. I I think that would be a that would be a tragic tragic thing in our. Uh, Look, I think we all that's know that's a really that, dangerous, that's dangerous really, proposition. Yeah, that's a real slippery slope. Yeah, uh, and so stealing an election. So, I mean, we're all we're well, in no, this area no, right no, now. No, where no doubt, no doubt, no doubt that stealing an election is dangerous. Okay, mm-hmm. so nobody's nobody's minimizing what you're saying, Bravo. But but when but what makes this country different than most every other country is the civilian rule over the military. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start using the military to do to get into civilian affairs, mm-hmm. and this is truly a civilian affair. Now, 
I think the courts are crap. I think, you know, politics is garbage. All of this stuff that, that we're seeing now that led to um, pretty widespread fraud across the country, even more so than they've seen in the past, doesn't warrant or justify using our sailors, sailor, soldiers, and airmen to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to it's, it's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And you have different statuses that you can use them in. So governors have control over their National Guard troops through state active duty or Title 32, mm-hmm. uh, CFR t- Title 32. Uh, the president has control over the military under Title 10 to include active duty or National Guard if they get mm-hmm. federalized. So uh, it's all a terrible, terrible idea to try to, to, try to push that. Uh, uh, to try to push that forward. Hmm. Again, um, or you have 70 million plus that are very upset and start marching and doing things. And, you know, <laughs> and the Constitution also allows for uh, when, tyranny, when tyranny occurs and uh, a tyrannical government, we can rise up and remove that tyr- tyrannical government too. That's in there. Uh, again, well, let's see. That's what another happens. bad. Road I don't. Road. I don't honestly think mm-hmm. Joe Biden's going to make it to the twentieth. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. They might be dripping this Hunter Biden stuff out, but it's leading somewhere. It's not mm-hmm. going away. And if enough gets out prior to the twentieth, you have President Kamala Harris. Can she take over right away? If she's not. I have no idea. Yes. I believe she, so. Yeah, she can. I, right. I, I, I think, I think, I think maybe yes. I think we need to check it. Uh, I'm not sure Joe Biden's going to make it. Delta, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I think that Joe's got a, he's got a foreign corruption problem, and. It, Everything that he's done with Ukraine and a bunch of other countries with kickbacks and his son in China and using his name and flying and all this other stuff, if somebody wanted to make hay about, out of it, it's all impeachable. Mm-hmm. And and you want to know what the nuclear option is? The mm-hmm. nuclear option is on January 19th, Trump declassifies all that crap. They have all this information. This isn't new just because we're reading about it in the news today. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You are. Absolutely Everything correct. gets declassified. That, Everything is declassified. And, and the president has the right to declassify anything they want. Oh boy. And the DNI will have to act very quickly to get it all out there. I'm sure mm. it's all prepared. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. The way this town works, I have no doubt. They probably had that plan six months ago, anyways. If they were smart. It's a lot of data. Can you just imagine the data dump? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll go back and reboot The Apprentice, and he'll make millions of dollars a year. Who cares? <laughs> no, I think that guy is going to be out there giving talks and speeches and rallying for Republicans for the next four years and getting ready for the next midterm election. And I think he's going to be a real champion for conservatism after he's out of office if he if he has to leave, which it looks like he has to at this point. I, I think that he's not going away. I think Trumpism is going mm-hmm. to be a staple of American politics going forward. 
Mm-hmm. I do. I, I firmly believe it. And I really hope so. Like the guy or don't like the guy, don't care. I think he was great. Mm-hmm. Did a great I, job. I agree with you, except for the part that I am not saying that until we hit January 20th and I see him standing there getting inaugurated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up hope mm-hmm. yet. What's the I, over-under? What's the over-under <laughs> on Trump staying home that day? I bet you he won't go. He, I wouldn't. He, nobody if I likes him. him on that stage. Yeah. Let's let's talk about um, pure. I mean, the 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 disdain of the former presidents when they had to sit there and watch him get inaugurated. Mm-hmm. The 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 high school crap at at McCain's funeral that mm-hmm. went on. None of these people like Trump. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go either. Don't go. See, they're going to try to pin him in a box and say, well, you were a president. This is what old presidents do. And he's going to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I'm going to stay been, home. Because <laughs> he's been doing it for four years. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to let the Palestinians run all over Israel. No, I'm not. And I'm going to do peace deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to build a wall. And I'm going to get a vaccine out in 11 months. And I'm going to turn gonna... the economy around. Yeah. And I'm going to do all the things that you idiots have not been able to do since day one. So tell me mm. something else I can't do, like dump a whole bunch of intelligence on Joe Biden and his son. Tell me I yeah. can't do that either. <laughs> exactly. And it's going to happen. I agree completely. I'll be the first one to say, it. you won't do it, Mr. President. You won't do it. You don't have the seeds. <laughs> Bam. Hold my Diet Coke. Watch this. <laughs> All right. Well, it so, should, should be a fun show to watch anyways. I mean it should I, I, be hilarious. Again, I'm not I'm not I am not I'm not giving up hope until there's no hope left. And there's gonna be a miracle here. I see it. I just feel it. But anyway, you know, we'll see what happens. And that's I've been saying it the whole time. I hate to see I hate to say we'll see what happens, but I hate it. But we have to see what happens. Ugh. Anyway. So I, I I wanted to I wanted to kind of switch gears here for a second, and I know that uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about how the entertainment world has also been uh, wokeified, which is another topic that pisses me off. You know the woke culture and 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 standing up for for false claims that things are so bad and people are bad who don't believe the way they you know they can take that and shove it and. I will have a debate with anybody when it comes to that. Uh, however, I still am a huge movie fan, um, and uh, I'm a huge movie fan for a couple of different genres, Star Wars and other stuff. But, um, Delta, you wanted to talk about um, how uh, there was a story about how an actor who has his own stake in the game put a lot of money up, up front to put out another movie. I think the Mission Impossible movies are pretty cool. And uh, he lost it when he saw people were in following the rules about COVID on the set. So what? What? Yeah. What, so what'd you find? interesting story. If you're into pop culture or watch the news, because they're basically the same thing nowadays. But um, Tom Cruise uh, put about eight hundred thousand dollars of his own money into um, building protocols and making the set safe during a COVID environment for Mission Impossible Seven for him to continue to, to uh, shoot his film. And 
he he had I don't know where they were because it's only it's audio only it's not video but he had come across two people that weren't following the protocols and he lost his mind and he swore at him and he told him if you don't get it together I'm you know you're fired I'm gonna you know you mother effers all this other stuff and but it's interesting if you listen to the audio he talks about the jobs that he that that that, that set is creating. You know, it's the grip key and the handler and the food service and the makeup people and, and you know, everybody that supports that thing in an environment where there's a ton of people that are looking for work. Mm. So, you know, is the language a little salty? I'm, I'm kind of a salty guy, so I kind of like that language. <laughs> but um, is it a little salty? Yeah, it's a little salty. But But I'm more concerned with the fact that these people who look the talent is is Tom Cruise and his and those other actors let's not let's not mince words here they're there to support his ability to act mm-hmm. he's a very successful actor okay and that's what they need to do and then he puts his own money in on top of it to continue the job and they're continuing the job and they're continuing to pay people and people are still ignoring it. Now believe what you want about COVID. We've had this conversation whether masks work, they don't work, got it. But if you're in somebody else's house mm-hmm. under and, and and somebody else is, you know, feeding you, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And that's what mm-hmm. these guys did and they deserved everything they got from them. I have mm-hmm. no qualms on what Tom Cruise did on there. I don't care mm-hmm. yell at him. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You know, what's the golden rule? He who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> hey, and if, if, th- if those are the things, if those are the things that he had to do to keep his business moving, then you know what? You're absolutely right. Pretty good start. That's, that's, that's a pretty interesting uh, pickup. I mean, I'm, I'm more excited about Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. That that's what I'm looking forward to. But, uh, I get it. You know, he's he's also doing a Mission Impossible movie, and I'm glad to hear that he's trying to hold the line and, and he's looking out for some other people. So good for him. And look, not all actors are crazy trained, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of them that get involved in politics. Tom Cruise is not one that gets involved in politics. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed to see that Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, somebody that I was a big fan of back when he was a wrestler and continue to be a fan because some of the movies he makes are good. Some of them are really bad, but but some of them are good. Uh, that he went all in on Biden and 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 decided to break his silence uh, again. He could have gone all in on Trump, and I would have had the same reaction. You're an actor. Keep mm-hmm. acting. Stay out of politics. And just because you have star power doesn't mean people listen to you. Mm-hmm. Which is which is something that's changed over the over the last uh, year or so, at least. I mean, people are not paying attention to what these stars are saying endorsements from newspapers, nothing happened. No one pays attention to that stuff anymore. They pay attention to what's going on in Twitter and they're paying attention to what goes on Facebook. Uh, and, and they've, they seem to have had their hands in this whole thing too, about manipulation and all that and what the press says. So it all, it all makes sense to me now where we're at, where we're at right now. Hmm. I say bravo, bravo, Tom Cruise. Good for you. <laughs> Good job. Do it again. I would protect my job the same way. Mm-hmm. If you were up in my Cheerios threatening my ability to earn a living, no matter how much a ridiculous salary my living is, mm-hmm. then and, and, and you had your own piece of the action, good for you. 
Hey, the Church of Scientology needs their slice too. What can I tell you? Uh, yeah, Do yeah, they yeah. pass around like a hovering plate or I think some so. sort of like tele teleportation device yeah. to get your money out of your wallet? How's or they work? make it, or they make you squeeze two metal posts with an electric meter in between to determine your worth. I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Long story. I'll tell you about it another time. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> moving on. So you know what? Good for Tom Cruise. He must have made some kind of a deal with the devil. I mean, the guy is what? He's uh, 10 years older than we are. He looks 10 years younger. Screw yep. that guy. <laughs> well, we're coming near the, we're coming up in an hour here. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're planning on having a show on Wednesday. There's going to be some news that drops right alpha. So we'll have a show on Wednesday. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, Delta, you'll join us. Yeah, and- I, might, I might be able to drop in. It it, it it appears that the workload is getting a little bit lighter these couple of weeks until about January fourth or so. Yeah, absolutely, on a, extended holiday. So I've got I've got I've got one day I've got one day this week and I'm off till the fourth. That's right. it. I'm done. So uh, I I will re- I will hold off on my happy holidays until Wednesday. We we have the last well, show before the holidays, right? Well, I hope I hope everybody that's listening to this program comes back and and catches us on Wednesday. But if you don't. I'm going to wish you a happy holidays. And I'll can be say, right there with you. Can I say Merry Christmas? Because, like, yeah. we're still in. Uh, you're, you're canceled we're, again. We're, uh, damn it. <laughs> Every time. I know. We Merry still Christmas, have a couple everyone, more weeks yeah. I can say Merry Christmas, right? I can still say it. Hanukkah just wrapped up. We Yay. just ate Crazy Nice, just wound down. There's candle <laughs> wax all over the counters. <laughs> House didn't burn down, though. And, and, and all the disappointed children that they got. Like, socks. Socks. Underwear. God, what I wouldn't give to get some socks. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, anyhow, listen, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Uh, we, you know, I, I think, I think Bravo's got a special treat to to lead us out of the show. That'll that'll, you know, takes away a lot of the. Uh, it automates the process a little bit for us, so we, eh, uh, we want to make it more uh, a little more exciting on the way out. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Well, okay. anyhow, from my family to your family, from our families to your families, happy holidays, happy new year. If we don't hear from you, uh, you know, be safe out there. The weather's going to get weird. It's that time of year. Drive safely. Be careful. Give yourself extra time to get where you're going. Don't take any of this crap too seriously. Just remember tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, so, get the shot. Or don't. Thank you for listening to the Signal 50 podcast. Be sure you check out our website, send us an email, follow us on Parlor, and watch our videos on Rumble. Don't forget to bring us with you on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. To all our uniform service members, thank you for your service. We appreciate everything you do, along with our firefighters who protect us 24-7 every day of the year and of course our police it's time we have your back now thank you for protecting us and our rights and of course our ems and frontline medical workers without you we wouldn't be healthy again thanks for listening this is the end of our signal 50 transmission